Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again to the Cathedral Sport Podcast for our second show of 2021. Again, I hope you all had a great festive period and are all staying safe. It's a mad old world out there at the minute, and I hope we can all come through this together. There is a light, folks. Just stick in. I promise things will get better. All right. Right. What have I got in store for you tonight? Well, it's a f- refreshing change from football, as that's all we've been like seeming to do lately. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome on a very special guest in the name of undefeated flyweight pro boxer Joe Ziff Maposa. Joe, how are you firstly? Welcome to the show. How are you doing, um, Ash? Thank you for having me on your show, man. Um, I'm all good. I'm all good. Just trying to trying to get by as as much as I can, really. I know it's tough times at the moment, but we just have to keep going, don't we? Yeah, that's it. I've got this uh, mentality now. If I wake up in the morning and I haven't got it, I'm happy. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's that bad. Honestly, I'm just living day to day, mate. Um, just to let everyone know, this show has been kindly sponsored by Charles Hoy of Chaz DCFC Gaming. Any gamers out there, please check Charles out and his Twitch channel. Um, and, fa- and I thank you very much for his support. I need all the support I can get at the moment, um, put it that way. Um, right, we'll crack on with the show, Joseph. Um, Joseph or Joe, which one? What do you prefer? Um, Joe's fan, but even, even Joseph, it's, it's up to you, Ash. Well, whatever Uh-oh. you think. <laughs> Excellent. I'll uh, call you Joe. Nice and easy there. All right, right, so... Joe, we're going to go right back to the beginning, uh, where I go with all of the guests that come on the show. Where did you grow up, mate? What was what was your what was early life like? Yeah, so for myself, um, um, I had two paths to my early life. Really, I was I was born originally in um, in in Bridge in Zimbabwe, um, which is very close to um, South Africa, just right on the border, actually. And then when I was around around seven or eight years old. And my dad decided to move the whole family to to the UK, and we landed in Teesside, Millersburg area. Yeah, um, what was that like? I mean, you're coming from the southern tip of Africa to a town where it's not for migration. It's not it's not the number one spot. A lot of people go to London, Manchester, Birmingham, Glasgow. Do you know what I mean? Um, what was that like going to such a? Well, it's quite a big place, Middlesbrough. It is quite a big place, but such an in, like an industrial town that's uh you know back in the day it's in better days you know so it's you know it wouldn't have been much there for you um so how was the how did you adapt to that how how did you how did you get on with that um it, it was completely different environment obviously you know coming from from a place like like Zimbabwe um we didn't have much that side anyways but obviously the the weather was totally different when I, when we came to the UK you know the the freezing cold temperatures that's something that me and my brothers weren't really used to and we didn't adapt well to but um you know it was just just a completely different lifestyle to what we'd seen before you know um but we we over time we just we just got used to it because we were so young and and you know when when you're that age you just you don't really you don't really take in things as you do when you get older. So just going to school, meeting new friends, and you know, just 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 having fun, really. Yeah, I mean, I've I've met a lot of good people from Middlesbrough. It's a good place, full of good people. Um, as I said before, seen better days with the old with the old industry and that, but which has you know sadly been ripped away from them and torn away from, which is which is very sad. So 
you know, I know work's a struggle there and things like that, but they've got their uh, got their football team to love. They're very proud people, people in Middlesbrough, and uh, I've got nothing but respect for them. Um, what's it? So, why boxing then, Joe? What, I mean, of all the careers in the world, why boxing? You know, with boxing, I feel like I feel like it was one of them that I just I just fell into, maybe accidentally or just 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 a random coincidence. Um, a couple of my friends in school when I was when I was in um, in secondary school, I believe, yes, in secondary school, because when I when I first joined the sport, I was um, thirteen years old. So a couple of my friends they were already involved, and I didn't really know much about the sport, but I just I just took up um, a boxer size fitness class one night, um, just at the at the local community center next to me there, the Neptune Center, and. From then on, I, I just really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the fitness side quite a lot. I enjoyed the technical side, and I think because I was I was naturally fit, anyways, from all the other sports that I did, like football, rugby, and cross country, um, I, I took to it pretty well and pretty quickly. And I just really enjoyed it. I just really enjoyed the sport. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic sport. Um... I've stepped into a gym a few times, mate. I just don't like getting punched in the face, to be honest. <laughs> That's just me. Um, what was your first memory of stepping into a gym? Um, like, a, not not coming away from the boxer size, stepping into a proper amateur gym. Um, what were your first memories of that? What did, you know? What sticks out in your mind? Um, what sticks out is the the smell. Definitely, it was e- one of those old gyms. <laughs> Every time, yeah, yeah, the smell of the gloves, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. The smell of the gloves. Um, you know, just the old-fashioned gym, and um, the way they did stuff. Um, it was just, you know, it was it was quite a busy gym as well. You know, a lot of kids. Um, I would say a little bit intimidating at first, but you you just got used to it and you got stuck in. Yeah, um, that's what you got to do, really. And then, look, people are quite afraid of going into things like boxing gyms, but a lot of people find that have gone into them and have taken the plunge into boxing that. There's a there's that mutual respect there. I mean, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get bullied in there and, and, and stuff like that. There is that discipline and everyone's everyone's like minded. So it's quite it's actually an easier place to adapt to than a lot of people think it is. Um wanna go into your amateur career, Joe. You so how long was it till you got your first fight, got your first bout? Yeah, so my, my first amateur um bout, it, it didn't take that long. I think it was roughly around maybe three, three, four months. Maybe I, I got my medical and then it was a, a case of going going to a show as a spare. I wasn't really, it wasn't um, confirmed that I'd be, I'd be fighting or not. I was just going as a spare just in case something, someone pulled out or someone turned up who, who was a match for me. And luckily there was, there was a match there and um, the guy was similar, similar way to me. He was the same age as me. And we, we we got it on. That was it. You win it? Yeah, yeah. I, I won my first fight. I was very, very nervous. My first fight. Um, I just I've got this memory of me um downing a bottle of blue, um I think it was raspberry um Powerade, <laughs> those five hundred mil bottles. Thinking I need I need as much of this as I can to give me all that energy. <laughs> Or not knowing that it's only it's only a three round fight, um, two minutes or a minute and a half back then I can't remember. It goes in a flash, really. I didn't, I didn't actually need need that much energy for the fight. No, but 
I'm surprised you didn't get a stitch, mate, from uh, from down in that before before a fight. Because they tell you to sip it slowly, don't they? So your body absorbs it. So I'm surprised you didn't get a stitch from necking a bottle of Powerade, to be honest. Um, how's how'd you get on in your amateur career? I don't I don't know much about your amateur career um, at all. All I know that that you did go to the ABAs and you were part of the British Lionheart squad. That's that's the information I did get. So talk us a bit about uh, your amateur career um, and the sort of fights you had and sort of titles you fought for and just stuff like that. Trainers as well. Who was your, who was your coach at the time? Yeah. So with my amateur career, um, I trained at Middlesbrough ABC um, throughout my, my whole amateur career. Well, apart from um, GB boxing when I, when I was a senior and I went on to GB as well. But I, originally I started at Middlesbrough ABC in, in North Ormsby area. Um, my first year actually in entering the entering the um, the schoolboys, uh, I boxed all the way through. Uh, I think I, I entered with about four or five, four or five bouts and I boxed all the way through to the national final where I met um, a really good fighter um, Rio Wallace from the Repton gym. I'm not sure if you if you know of him. He was a good fighter. He was a very good fighter. Um, I've never I've never heard of him. Is that Rio Wallace? You say? Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. Rio Wallace from Repton ABC. Yeah, I never I've never heard of him. Did he did he turn pro at all? I'm quite quite clued up in a, with uh, pro boxer names, but I've, I've never come across his. No, I'm not sure if he did turn pro, but I know he he had a a good schoolboy career and then he had a um, decent junior and then after that I, I can't remember really hearing his name but yeah he was my he was my first defeat in the in the amateurs but from then on I got picked to box for for England as well in in my first year you know, I, had, I had my first international um a few international fights um got my England vest as well so that that was really a proud moment for myself and proud moment for my for my parents as well because especially my dad because he was traveling he was traveling with me all the way with his um with his camcorder recording all the all the fights which which was really good to watch back and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's uh, something then, you can uh, both look forward to uh, like in the future. There's nothing you know you can just sit back and watch your watch all your old bouts and just reminisce on the. On a good times, your amateur career. Now, there's a lot of boxers that do that, you know, and uh, have a look back. I was speaking to uh, Gary Furby on here um, not that long ago, and he said he, he watches stuff back and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, did you go to anywhere like sort of fancy abroad and box? Um, so, so as as I started getting getting on in my career, in my amateur career, um, when I went to the seniors, and then I, I got onto GB boxing and stuff like that. That's when we started doing a lot of traveling, uh, places like like Phil, Finland, um, which was nice. Germany was 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 pretty nice. Um, I know we went to places like Bulgaria, um, Turkey, which which the, the resorts went weren't really that nice to be honest. But it was it was all a good experience, all a good experience, and I really enjoyed it. Definitely. Um, what's your favourite country as an amateur going to in boxing? Um, my favourite country, I'd say, I enjoyed Ireland. I, I went to I went to Ireland um, as an amateur, and um, and Germany as well was was pretty nice as well. Actually, I'd say it's out of them too. Yeah, it's out of Ireland and and Germany. 
both good countries. Um, I've got family in Ireland and I was in Germany. It would be about a year and three quarter ago now. Um, I don't know if you know the town of Aachen. I mean, Mrs. passed through there and I've done a little European tour around three countries. And uh, yeah, like German people, great, like like the place and a nice clean country. Um, so do you compete? You competed in the ABAs, I take it? Yes, yes. I, I competed in the in the senior ABAs. Um, I reached I reached two semifinals and I reached two ABA um, finals as well. Who did you um, face in the final? So in the finals, the first one I boxed um, Reese Bellotti. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To a tough kid from from down south as well. Um, and then in the in the 2015 finals, I boxed um, Sonny Edwards. Yes, I another, do know. Yeah, another Londoner as well. Both both really really good fights. Um, it was just just unlucky, unlucky not not to get the the victories. But you know, they're really top experiences that that are gonna propel me in the in the pro game, really. Well, exactly, and you're mixing it. You're mixing it with um, real top notch boxers then as well. Belotti's. I think, I think he's under Frank Warren at the minute. I think he's doing well. And uh, Sonny Edwards, the brother of uh, obviously Charlie Edwards, who's a former w, a WBC champion as up to last year, I think it was. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's having a great career as well so in the pro game. So, yeah, you were mixing it with the best back then. Uh, talking about talking about the pro game, we're going to move on to turning pro, uh, Joe. So, what was the pro? I've never understood it. I know, I know the guys that win like Olympic gold medals and, you know, multiple ABAs, you know, they've got, the contract's already there on the table. The money they're going to get is already there on the table. Um, what was the process of, of turning pro? Um, is, I don't know how difficult it is. Did, did they approach you? or And who did you who did you sign with? Yeah, so for, my, for myself, um, it was a case of reaching out to Frank Warren. Um, my coach, Imran Naeem, was, he already had the connections with the team because... He trained Josh, Josh and Callum Leather, the two twins, who were both signed to Frank Warren at the time, and he just basically had a word with them and said, "Oh, would you be interested? This, this is what I've done in the, in my amateur career. This is what I'm I'm looking for. Um, is there anything that you, you can do?" And um, they took the time. To, it took a couple of months. We we reached out to to other people as well, and. Luckily, you know that they, they got back to us and said, "Yeah, they'd be interested in in signing me for a contract." And that was that. Really, the start of my my pro career. Um, made my debut on the undercard of Josh Warrington. Um, I think it was boxing Kiko Martinez in Leeds, which yeah. was a really really good start. Really good start to my career. Yeah, I mean, so. Is it is it as easy as that then in, in the game where they just talk to the promoter? Because I was I had this thing a little thing in the back of my head where they have to come and watch you spar and they, they, they have to watch a load of videos of you if you obviously if they, you've, you're not a sort of name that's won a gold medal where they're already thrusting a contract in your face sort of thing like sign for us for twenty million or whatever. Um, did anyone from from uh, Frank Warren's team from Queensbury Promotions come out and see you spar at all or watch any videos of your amateur days? Yeah, so w- what they asked for, they asked for footage of um, my my amateur bouts, especially my WSB, because that was a bit semi-pro, so, so just so they could have a look, really. Um, so they asked for j- just just the proof, you know, videos, so they can they can see what I'm all about, and it went from there. Uh, brilliant, mate! Absolutely superb. 
on to your pro debut. I mean, I've uh, I've read a lot of boxing books in my time, and every single one of them, no matter how great they've been, Calzaghe, Hatton, they've all said the same. Are you going to say the same to me as well? How how nervous were you on your debut? How nerve wracking was it? Oh yeah, it was it was crazy. It was crazy because obviously it's something <clears throat> you've never done before. It's it's a completely new experience. You're fighting in a in a big arena. You know you're not gonna have your the head guards. You you know you're going in there for for um, a lot lot more rounds than what you're used to. The smaller gloves, so you don't know what to expect. You know there's a big crowd there, so it's just just really crazy. You, I, I, couldn't really sleep the, the night before, you know. I was I was that nervous, but it was a un, unforgettable experience. Yeah, I can imagine, man. I just, do you know what? It's always, you know, obviously, I, I'm not great when it comes to sparring. Look good, look a million dollars on the bag, but when it comes to sparring, I'm not very good. So I don't think I'd ever be a boxer. But it's always every boxing fan's dream to walk out and with entrance music under the lights with like all the fans there and that. Honestly, man, it must be amazing. Um, how how were you matched early on? I mean, who were your toughest opponents early on? I mean, did you, were you matched with like sort of relative journeymen, or was it sort of a few evenly matched fights? Um, yeah. So early on in my career, obviously to start me up, start me up, um, it was it was mainly journeymen up until my third or fourth fight or something like that, just so I can get that that experience really just so I can get a feel of, of what it's like to be in a pro ring. And then from then on, um, you started getting tougher and tougher. You know, um, I think the most experienced guy I've boxed so far has to be um, Lewis Norman, former English champion, former British title challenger. Um, I think he, he's probably the, the most experienced guy that I've fought so far. Um, there's also... Um, well, there's another... Another guy I'm trying to think of now, who was a who was a former English champion as well. Um, so, yeah, um, the the next stage of my career definitely that will be where we start stepping it up. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the, the the experience boxers get against these, you know, I, I I don't like to use the word. I know I've used the word. I don't really like to use the word journeyman. I think it's a bit. I don't know. Um, the the the, the experience that boxers like yourself get from these guys that are fighting like nearly every single week do you know what I mean to keep shows ticking over um, these are they're like sort of the unsung heroes of but because a lot of people like, especially like yourself and others will never be able to propel themselves to the next stage if it wasn't for these guys you know so yeah I mean and a lot of them are, a lot of them are tough cookies a lot of them don't get put down do they Joe a lot of them don't don't get stopped oh definitely they're definitely the the tough tough guys man they've you know they're well conditioned to sort of make it hard in there for you to so they can so they can last. You know, um, because for them, if if they get stopped, then that they might be out the ring for. I think it's um, I think it's four weeks. The 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 band, the license gets banned. You know, so it's a paycheck that they're losing out on for them if they get stopped. So they they'll do anything in there. You know, they they're really tough mentally and physically as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've seen, you know, a lot of their records and that on Box Second Night. Even if they've got 100 or 200 losses, I've only like stopped, been stopped like four times or something ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, yeah, you're bang on there, bang on the money. Like um, for our listeners that don't know, didn't know that um, a boxer does get his, uh, if he gets stopped, his license suspended for 28 days. Um, so that's why these 
you know these guys have can't get can't they can't afford to get stopped financially either. You know they're putting putting food on the table. You know hats off to them. Uh, the most respect, honestly. So what next, Joe? I mean, what you and Frank Warren? What are you what are you talking about now? As in in regards to any any titles or anything like that? Um, obviously, it'll be domestic first. Yeah, so I, so with with my management team now, I'm with I'm with MTK Global. Um, I signed with them. Re, um, when did I sign with them? I signed with them during during um, last last summer. I signed with MTK Global, so they're they're the ones who are sort of looking after me now going forward, um, and they're just putting putting things into into place. Obviously with with the the lockdowns and the restrictions that are in place at the moment, it's not as straightforward as as it would have been, you know, in um in the past. So we're just waiting for the call now. We're just waiting for the call for for um whatever fight they put in front of us, possibly and hopefully a title fight. Yeah, definitely. It must be so frustrating for uh, for you guys, man. Obviously, you can't can't go to the gym and like, have that atmosphere where you're all in a gym training all together and all that because of all the restrictions now it's it must be an absolute nightmare having to train on your own all the time and stuff like that um future aspirations joe where where can you see yourself in five years what if you, you know, close your eyes and just pictured it five years time where do you see joe maposa five years time definitely i want to be on the world stage i want to be on the world stage i want to go through through the rankings obviously British domestic scene, then step up to European, and then jump on the on the world scene. Um, there's no reason why I can't get to that level. I've got a good amateur background behind me. Um, it's all about um, right timing, really, and all about gaining the right experience. You know, having good people around me that are gonna gonna guide me, in, which, I, which I definitely know I do have in my corner with my coach Imran Naim, and. Um, Obviously, MTK Global now, who will be managing me going forward. Phil Jeffries as well, um, from the northeast, my manager. So I'm in, I'm in a good position. Um, just can't, can't wait to get things moving. Really. That's it, mate. That's it. Um, ten and zero as well. You know, and at least you want to do it via the traditional route. You know, sort of domestic, Commonwealth, um, European, then then worlds. You know, that's a. You see a lot of it these days, where you know people are propelled straight into world title fights and that and it just does sometimes it just doesn't work out um some of the some of the best have had to, to, to go through that that sort of stepping stone stage to get there and it's a better in my opinion you know not i'm not a boxer myself but i think it's a better apprenticeship but hey i don't know what our listeners think but that's what i think anyway right a couple of on the, on the spot questions mate um any funny have you got a funny gym's gym story for us uh it could be absolutely anything from the past, um, where you've seen something hilarious or whatever, or backstage at a show, or <laughs> has happened in a, during a fight, anything. Um, funny, funny gym stories. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't think there is, you know, Ash. <laughs> no, I don't. Th- I don't think there is. <laughs> so uh, have you got any, like no one that's walked in that's thought they could uh, do everyone in there and then just been never seen again or oh yeah there's been there's been plenty of them in the amateur days <laughs> um, 
I'll, my next one I've got down here is best trainer you've worked under. Um, but you've had the same trainer all along, haven't you? Yeah, as as an amateur, obviously I was with um, Tony Whitby um, at Middlesbrough ABC. Now I'm with Imran Imran Naim as as a pro, and I'm just learning all the time, learning all the time. And I know we're gonna we're gonna reach the top definitely. We just gotta keep keep chipping away, and hopefully things start moving after after um, COVID has has eased, and we we get back on the title chase. Yeah, definitely. I think I think you can go to the top, mate. Honestly, I'm a uh... I'm confident in you. Um, hardest part of your training regime? Um, a lot of a lot of people moan about runs. I've heard boxers moan about skipping. Skipping's one that they don't like because they find it boring. Um, what's what's the hardest part of your training regi- regime? Or if you don't find anything hard, anything anything that bores you and think, oh god, I've got to do that today, you know, or something, you know. Um, I don't really like getting sports massages because I think they're quite painful. So I, I I'd say. I say that bit is, and also just just the the food, the dieting, cutting weight. I uh, I always find that pretty stressful, especially last couple of weeks before the fight. You know, I just want to eat as much chocolate as I can, but we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I've read I've a lot of that. Uh, I thought was it whose book was it? I think it's Calzaghi's where he had like so much trouble with the with the weight cutting and stuff and. Uh, how drained he was at weigh-ins and because of uh, the diet and stuff and couldn't wait to eat a big steak after he'd weighed in. And yeah, I can imagine, mate, honestly, I, God, it's the, the amount of discipline that people don't realise that goes into that though is unreal because the amount of temptations that we've got, I mean, we've got, we've got just eat Deliveroo and everything at the tap of a button at any at 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, it's even harder now for you guys to stick to that than it was in the past in my opinion so fair play to you mate honestly um, have I got that discipline? nah clearly not but you have so fair, fair play to you um, favourite fo- favorite football team you into football? I I am I do I do, I do like my football I say Middlesbrough Middlesbrough is my team my hometown <laughs> I don't I don't watch I don't watch I'm not really sort of religious football fan but you know, when when the borough are playing, I'll I'll go down to the stadium and I'll watch them. Mate, that's brilliant. Um, that's class. Supporting your local team—that's what it's all about. And and you go to the games. Could you imagine one day? Is it is it your dream? Sell out the uh, the Riverside Stadium, and uh, for a world title fight, Joe. Oh, definitely, definitely. I've already um, envisioned that one. So, you know, if if one day I can. <clears throat> I can box on the on the football ground. That'll be a dream come true, hundred percent. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. It's a great stadium as well. Um, have you got any f- pre-fight superstitions or rituals? Is there a, like <laughs> I've had some guys that like have to put on a certain sock first, or it's like some daft things I've I've heard and, and uh, read over the years. Have you got any of those, mate? Um, the only thing I, I could say is <clears throat> like when I when I used to travel. Like with, with um Team GB to different countries and stuff, I'd always make sure I'd I'd take my own pillow from home. I I used to have like a well I still do have a a special pillow which 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 I I need I need with me to get the best night's sleep. So whenever I'm traveling to hotels or anywhere like Leicester or London or anything like that, uh, pre-fight, uh, I always take that with me to the hotels. Yeah, creature comforts, man. Yeah, I can I can totally get that. Um, guy who sponsors the show, Charles Hoy, he's got a 
he wrote in a couple of questions uh, for you as well, Joe. Um, <laughs> his first one. Is your daily routine similar to that of Rocky from the Rocky films? <laughs> uh, I can't say. I, I wake up and I, I crack the the eggs the eggs into a glass and just drink it. I've never done that bit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I can say, you know, the similarities hundred percent. We 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 get up, we we go for our runs, we come back, hit the bags, we do our sparring. But definitely don't hit hit the um the raw meats <laughs> like on the Rocky film. But there's definitely similarities. Any is there any uh, large amount of steps to run up in Middlesbrough? There there is there is actually. Um not far from me there's a place called Tees Barrage. There's a lot of steps there where I do my, my runs on a Sunday. Or there's a place in, in Saltburn, just just along along the coastline. Don't know if you know Salt Burn. No, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's another area where there's 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 quite quite a long stretch of steps, which um I haven't tried it, but that's that's one on my list definitely for training camp. Have you ever done the little rocky dance at the top of any steps before? Please tell me you have. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely that. That 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 one is a must, isn't it? Yeah. I remember when I was on a night out down in Portsmouth once, so there's some steps next to the web. I done, I done it. I done it there. I was knackered. I was wet out of a. Um, what advice? More serious question now, mate. What advice would you give to a novice or anyone thinking of lacing a glove up for the first time? Anyone thinking of stepping into the gym for the first other time in their lives? I'd say for anyone thinking of getting into the sport, you know, for the first time ever, I'd say definitely give it a go because you won't regret it. Um, there's there's a lot of a lot of benefits, obviously, to to boxing. You, know, you can learn how to defend yourself. You can get fit. You can you can gain confident like a self confidence, and obviously you can you can be very ambitious. You can, you know, you can hit high levels. Um, the sport can take you to to great places. It took me it's took me to great places, and hopefully in the future it will take me to to more um, great places. So definitely try it out, and you won't regret it. Yeah, that's very good advice. And I'm I'm sure everyone listening and, and myself as well has that confidence in you, mate. Um our next for you you campaigning at Flyweight or at the moment? Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm between Flyweight and Super Flyweight. Um all just depends on the opportunities and we'll sit down with the team over the next few weeks and and we'll see um what opportunities come up for us. Yeah, our next flyweight, super flyweight hope right here. Um, don't really produce many flyweights in this country. It's never it's one of the weight divisions that seems to, uh, you know, people don't really, people don't talk about welterweights, middleweights, heavyweights all the time. But, you know, there is a, there's some, there's some good boxers down there. You're the Edwards brothers. And um, I think was, I don't know, I think he's bantamweight. Is, uh, Andrew Selby, was he bantamweight, super bantamweight or something? Uh, Selby, he's a... Um... It's flyweight, flyweight, Andrew Selby, yeah, oh, yeah, he's a flyweight. Ah, see, so there's that's a big fight there for you as well. Um, don't know who's promoted by him. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen him box for ages, to be honest. But um, yeah, that's another one there, right there. That's a domestic one that could be uh, mouthwatering. Riverside State, who knows, who knows? But uh, Joe, honestly, mate, um, I've loved having you on. Honestly, you've been absolutely fantastic. Thanks very much, buddy. 
No, no worries at all. And thank you for having me on the show, man. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. No, that's not a problem at all, mate. I've, honestly, thank you very much for coming on. Um, guys, we're on all the platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts. Please follow us on Twitter. Also at Cathedral underscore sport. Um, any feedback from tonight's show, just let us know on there. Always give us a retweet and a like and, and a follow. Always appreciate it. Next up on the show, former Premier League manager Alan Smith. Used to be the Crystal Palace manager um, back in the 90s. Got promoted to the Premier League and spent some time in the Premier League with Palace. That's a huge guest. And then we've got um, my co-host, Ice Hockey Journey. Uh, second part of that coming, which was really popular. Um, and something a bit different as well, which people enjoyed. Thanks again to Charles Hoy of Chaz DCFC Gaming for sponsoring the show tonight, mate. Honestly, really appreciate that. Every little helps with me, honestly. Um, and Joe, again, I wish you all the best in your career, mate. All the best in your next fight. Thank you very much, Ash. And hopefully we can catch up soon. Yep, definitely. Um, I will, certainly when things are back to normal, I will be buying a ticket, me and the missus, and uh, I'll take her for a night out at the boxing. No matter where it is in the UK, we'll go down and uh, we'll, we'll give you some support, mate. All right? Really appreciate that, mate. And uh, I'll keep you updated on it. Um, hopefully it won't be too long and we get things moving. Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. Uh, Joe, you take care, mate. Cheers, guys. Thanks.